Holly G with the Golf Insiders. We have a new U.S. Open champion. His name, not Bob Herrick, but Bryson the Beast DeChambeau. And we are uh, speaking to one of our favorite golf insiders, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, to recap an amazing almost jaw-dropping performance by Bryson on Sunday, Bob. Yeah, to win by six and be the only one under par on a course that um, wasn't supposed to allow you to drive it out of the fairway. <laughs> and he, you know, missed a lot of fairways. I don't even think he hit half of them. Uh, it's pretty amazing. And kind of, it, I think it sort of validates what he's been doing, you know? I think we all wondered if this was going to work and is this a smart thing? Yeah, it could work at, in Detroit at the Rocket Mortgage. should maybe work at the Travelers or places where there's no rough. But could it work at a really hard course? And, uh, you know, he had a pretty good PGA Championship too, which wasn't easy. He contended there. He, he didn't win, but he was, he was only a few shots back. And so... You know, I think you're going to see now people wondering whether or not this is a way to go for some, and are young people going to come up this way? And, uh, you know, we're already hearing things about is equipment too good or they need to roll the ball back. There's all sorts of, Rumbling. All sorts of things this brings on board. Yeah. Well, I think uh, there were quite a few uh, doing a little more than wondering. I mean, it was um, – little bit of a head-scratcher to me that people were just counting Bryson out of this U.S. Open, let's be honest, before it all started. Because when he came out, you know, emphatically saying he was sticking to his game plan, you know, uh, traditional thinking was he had no chance. If this is, you know, his strategy to play a U.S. Open and a golf course, let's face it, it's a beast in its own right. You know, this is the cream of the crop in terms of iconic courses, Wingfoot. Uh, you know, this this really put so many <laughs> pundits, if you will, in their places. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm, I'm probably one of them. I mean, I had my doubts. Um, I know we did this thing before the U.S. Open where we were asked, you know, who's a top player who you think – could have some issues, and I listed him because uh, he was pretty bad at the Tour Championship. You know, among the 72-hole scores, he was like 25th, 26th, and he was grinding on his game, and he was not hitting a lot of drivers, and he seemed to be trying to work out getting the ball in the fairway, and, and, and you know, he hadn't had a great result uh, at the BMW the week before, uh, you know, he had since you know he had since the PGA Championship. He had he had he had been a little shaky, and you know he's cha he changes things up a lot. He spends all this time practicing, and you think you know maybe he's out of sorts here. And I wondered about that. I thought that was a possibility, certainly, and you know obviously proven wrong. I mean, uh, he and, and look, you know, it's more than the driving. You've got to be able to make putts. Clearly, his wedge play was really good. Um, you, you've got to get up and down. Uh, 
Um, you're, you're playing from the rough. That's where the strength comes in. I mean, you know, and, and again, to win by six, uh, you know, on a course nobody else was able to break par but him. Uh, you know, hats off to him. It was pretty. It was pretty good. Yeah, he was definitely putting an exclamation point on this win. No doubt about it. You know, there wasn't. Uh, and let's give Matthew Wolf, uh, you know, kudos as well. Uh, 21 years old, playing in his, you know, what second major, first U.S. Open. Um, you know, aside from probably a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, mental dip in the last, you know, few holes. Uh, great performance by uh, this kid, and I think we've seen a real uh, superstar emerging in these young kids. Colin winning, and now you know Matthew Wolf coming in second. Right, Matthew Wolf, two majors, two top fours. <laughs> not supposed to work that way, you know. You're supposed to take your lumps a little bit. Yeah, what happened the you days know, where you sort of, you know, uh, slowly got into how to play on the PGA Tour, Bob? These guys are just, they're they are rocking. Yeah, I mean, you know, him, Morikawa, Victor Hovland, these guys all have won within their first year on tour. Um, you know, Wolf was the NCAA champion. Um, individual champion for Oklahoma State was what last May or early June, and a year later, just a little over a year later, really a year later in golf terms, because they missed three months, he's tied for fourth at the PGA and contending at the U.S. Open uh, in his first U.S. Open, and, and nobody's won the U.S. Open in their first try. You know, the his, the history part of it was pretty interesting. Since Francis, we met in 1913. It's been 107 years, so it, that that streak continues. But it does show that it's just not that easy to do. You know, um, you know, we we haven't had anybody win a Masters. That's a that's a stat that's brought up a lot. Oh, you know, no first timers won the Masters since Fuzzy Zeller. Well, no first, you know, in 1979, no first timers won the U.S. Open in over a hundred years. You know, so. For him to be in contention like that again, and, and he's another guy who hits it a mile and, and 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 has all the other tools to, to help himself out. Uh, it's uh, it's just I, it's just impressive, you know. It's an amazing what these guys have been accomplishing. Speaking of amazing accomplishments, and a name that I think a lot of people were saying, who that? Will Zalatoris, tying for <laughs> six. Who the heck is? This guy, Will Z. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. He he leads the Corn Ferry Tour uh, in, in money. And I believe he won as much money on Sunday for finishing sixth as he's won all year on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, so it... Uh, that was a big, that was a big, big uh, moment for him. I mean, you know... Among other things, it gets him in next year's U.S. Open. Um, you know, it looks like he's. You know, th this is the thing. Is the, the tough thing for those guys is, is leading the Corn Ferry Money Tour at this point isn't going to give him full tour status next year. Right. You know. It's, yeah. Um, it's a continuation. He'll he'll have some starts. Now now of course, um, uh, what he's just done is. He's given himself the opportunity, I believe, to take 
uh, special temporary membership, which means he can take some sponsor exemptions and and earn enough FedEx points, I guess it would be, to to get his card. You know, so so I, I think that's that's a possibility for him. You know, he's playing this week in the Dominican Republic, so that would be a you know he's certainly got something to build on. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes that route of trying to, especially here in the fall, trying to get into some of these tour events, rack up those points, and, and do better than 125 did uh, last season, uh, and, and just get out on tour now and not have to wait. But um, that was, either way, that was big for him. You know, he knows he's in New York. In next year's U.S. Open, he's leading the Quorum Theory money list anyway, in good shape there, and he's given himself a nice head start uh, towards trying to achieve tour status the hard way, which is to do it in limited starts. And talk about, you know, confidence builder, to play so well on one of the, you know, toughest courses in a major, and, you know, a, a lot of major champions were in the mix in, in, on this leaderboard on Sunday. Of course, you know, Justin Thomas, Webb Simpson was in the hunt. You know, Rory made, uh, had a good Saturday, but unfortunately not a great Sunday. DJ, who everybody, you know, kind of thought was just sleeping his way through the tournament. I mean, you know, basically shoots even par and ties for six. So, you know, a lot of a lot of key names on that leaderboard. Something that stuck out for me too, because you know, we you look at the contrast of Bryson DeChambeau, and another guy who was in the mix was Zach Johnson. Not considered one of the longer hitters on tour, certainly straight and a guy that, you know, just is a great ball striker. But, you know, when you when you look at the mix uh, on the leaderboard, it was it's very interesting. Exactly, and I mean, I think that's sort of what they strive for, you know. Um, but the, you know, and in Zach's case, I didn't look at the stats, but I'm guessing he hit a pretty good number of fairways. Otherwise, he wasn't going to be able to compete. Uh, but the notion that you have to hit fairways at the U.S. Open was sort of blown apart, you know. Um, those guys. None of those guys up there really hit a huge number, and and you know I think what we're learning too is the guy is the guy who leads in fairways hit at the U.S. Open doesn't win usually. It's it's not always that guy. It's 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 always a combination of accuracy and, and length, but length is winning out. But as Zach showed, there's still room for that guy if he has everything everything cooking together. And uh, yeah, it was a good a good week for Zach, you know, because he's not he's not had um, well he hasn't won since he won the Open, and he's he uh, you know he struggled in, in in these recent years to to, to make it very far into the playoffs even. But uh, you know, you have a nice high finish like that, you've given yourself a great head start. Uh, it, it, that's the odd thing about this U.S. Open; it's the second event of the new season. And all these guys have sort of given themselves a nice little boost. Absolutely. So speaking of the new season, I'm looking at the schedule here, trying to connect the dots and navigate where we're going. <laughs> next, this week we're in, as you said, the Dominican Republic. Uh, next week, Sanderson Farms. And then we've got a 
you know, couple of tournaments that have been moved, the CJ Cup and the Zozo, which, of course, Tiger won last year and sparked, you know, more hype about Tiger's game coming back. You're a guy that covers Tiger better than most. What, what's your thoughts on where Tiger is right now? And, you know, we've got the Masters coming up in November. You certainly can't count Tiger out for Augusta National. Right. I mean, uh, you know, I, I tried to tackle this issue yesterday uh, on ESPN.com. And, and, you know, if it weren't for the Masters coming up, um, I wonder if he'd even – Defend. I, I think he would, but um, but you know it, it's sort of been a lost year for him. Uh, it's kind of a shame, you know, by, because by winning the Zozo and then he tied for ninth in his second tournament of the season at it's forty times. I mean, he's way up there in FedEx points. He's way up there in the world ranking. At the time, we're thinking of the Olympics. You know, you know, he he was in the mix to be one of the four. Americans to go to the Olympics. And then, you know, he had this back stiffness issue that plagued him at, at Riviera. Uh, skipped a couple tournaments that he would have, that he would have normally played. And I thought the pandemic would help him, uh, you know, from a physical stand, a standpoint, I, you know, the, the shutdown that is obviously not the pandemic isn't helping anyone right. but in terms of golf. It, 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 it it was giving him a chance to, to get well. And yet he never really capitalized on that. I mean, he clearly got, you know, he was got to the point where he could play again, uh, but he didn't come back for six weeks and he never had it. You know, he never contended in any of the five tournaments he played. He was really out of every one of them by Saturday. You know, he had, of course, at the U.S. Open, he missed the cut, but the other four, he was in the early morning tea time on the weekend. He was not in contention. And, you know, really only had, like, one good round per tournament. And I, I'm just still sort of scratching my head, like, what is it? Because he shows flashes of all of it, but can't put any of it together. You know, he had, he really kind of putted poorly for a while. He putted really nicely in the U.S. Open. Like, I think he had a three-putt, everybody's going to. But he was really good at lag putting and, you know, he made a couple of longer putts, which he hadn't been doing. You know, the first round, he got it under par for a little while. And then he let it, let it all get away. It was a bogey, double bogey finish to shoot 73. Uh, you know, his short game has not been great. He didn't drive it in the fairway enough. And he doesn't have the, the swing speed anymore to, to muscle it out of that rough to, to, to be effective. So what he's got to get into play. Uh, so... You know, what What do we have now? It looks like he's only going to play this one event before the Masters, which, again, I don't think that's enough. You know, if you go back, again, there's the physical part of this. Can he? You know, well, if he can't physically, that just makes it really hard for him to be competitive. Because one way or the other, he's either got to be practicing or playing. And if he's spending a lot of his time just rehabbing and recuperating while the other guys are working on their game, Look at what he what he gives up. But last year, you know, we're we're basically seven weeks from the Masters. There, there, there's seven tournament weeks before the Masters. Tiger played three times in those weeks leading up to the Masters last year. 
One of them was two weeks before the match play. Uh, one of them was two weeks before that at the, at the players. And then he had played uh, the uh, Mexico tournament uh, and, and, and decided not to play Bay Hill. And the week before that, he had played Riviera. So it was four times in eight weeks. This year, he's looking at playing once in seven weeks and two in eight. You know, and, and, the, and the, the second one, the U.S. Open, he only played two rounds because he missed the cut. And really, that's not going to help for the Masters. You know, it's more as you get closer. I get it that he probably wants to take a couple of weeks now after that um, golf course opening on Tuesday. Wants to take a couple of weeks to, you know, shut it down, decompress a little bit. Well, then he's going to have to start building back up. And, you know, you're only going to play one tournament, four rounds. Uh, uh, I'm not sure that's enough, given given how rusty he appears at times uh, when he plays. Now, of course, he knows Augusta National better than others. There's not the rough there to deal with. Um, you'd like to think he'll go there in advance. You know, he'll have two weeks, two tournament weeks between the Zozo and the Masters so he can get up there closer to the tournament week and, see what it's like, and obviously all of that's important. But, uh, you know, I just sort of have my doubts. Uh, I think there needs to be an improvement in health, and there clearly needs to be an improvement in his game for him to, to have a chance to, uh, to, you know, to be competitive and, and contend again. Well, there's certainly uh, one person that uh, if he could play Augusta blindfolded, it's Tiger Woods. So, um, you know, uh, you can't count them out. That's for sure. Uh, what's, uh, what do you, what's your crystal ball say about this week and, uh, the winner at the, in the Dominican, Bob? Yeah, this one is, is, is a crapshoot, really. <laughs> this is no, you know, nobody knows the course. Um, you know, you've got a wide mix of guys who, um, you know, who are playing, obviously most of them are lesser names. They're, they're using the opportunity to, um, you know, to get a tournament start and to, uh, you know, to, to, they're using the opportunity because they can get in. Uh, you know, there's some guys who might not normally get in. I mean, if you go look down that list of players, um, there's some names. You know, I don't, see I don't recognize playing. a lot of these names. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, you know, one name just to throw out there. Now, look, he did not have a good um, U.S. Open last week. He actually was an alternate for the U.S. Open uh, and ended up missing the cut was Brandon Grace, who's yes. been a, a little shaky this year. He's had some issues and hasn't played his best. Uh, I thought it was somewhat ironic that before um, – before the PGA Championship, there had not been a positive COVID-19 test since the Barracuda, which was the week before the, the PGA, actually. And it was Brandon Grace. He had to withdraw it and kept him out of the PGA. And, um, and he got into the U.S. Open when Scotty Scheffler had to withdraw due to COVID-19 issues. So, uh, you know, there's some, some irony there. You know, that was the first case we've had in a long time. So, anyway, six, you know, uh, we had that nice stretch there. He, 
he had that issue to deal with. He didn't play the PGA. He didn't get in the U.S. Open. He's obviously playing this week because he must feel like he needs to, you know, he needs to play. He needs to get off to a good start in this season. So, you know, I just go on the fact that he's a he's a strong player and 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 is motivated. Whether or not that translates to anything this week, we have to wait and see. Well, I think I'm going all in on uh, Will Will Z Will Zalatoris, uh, the new uh, the new star uh, coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour. We'll see. Might as well, absolutely. All right, Bob. Thanks as always, Bob Herrick from ESPN. Always appreciate your time. Thanks so much.